Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. According to the latest World Gold Council's Q3 Gold Demand Trends Report, global gold demand, excluding over-the-counter trading, slipped 6% in the third quarter as central bank buying fell short of last year's record levels and consumption by jewelers declined. The quarter's demand, however, stood 8% ahead of its five-year average, and official sector purchases in the full year are expected to approach the 2020. Level according to WGC. So, to find out more about the latest findings in the gold demand trends report, joining us on the phone today is Xiao Kai Fan, who is the head of Asia Pacific, excluding China, and global head of central banks at World Gold Council. Hi, Xiao Kai. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Good to be with you again. Okay. Shakai, let's start with Singapore here. You know, consumer gold demand looks like fell by 20% year on year in Q3, according to the report. What contributed to this fall? Would you consider this a significant decline? Um, so, consumer demand consists of two parts: jewelry demand and retail bar and coin mm-hmm. demand. And jewelry demand in Singapore fell roughly in line with regional counterparts, mostly because of a less than rosy economic outlook and relatively high gold prices in local currency terms. Mm. Bar and coin demand in Singapore declined partly because of the rising interest rate environment, and also because of this feeling of a normalization of global risks. But it's important to remember that the conflict in the Middle East started in October, which is after Q3, and the gold price surged in October as a result of the war. Mm, okay, okay. Then overall, how did Singapore compare in terms of other regions in terms of gold demand? It's a little difficult to make this comparison, mostly because the demand in other regions was also really mixed too. Okay. Specifically, because there's a lot of things happening in those local markets. So the U.S. and Europe saw overall declines, which is similar to Singapore, but India and China saw pickups.、Um, within Southeast Asia, however, Singapore was largely in line with its neighbors. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, despite the fall in consumer demand here in Singapore, demand for gold from our central bank remained high. In fact, it was the third largest buying in the world after Poland and China. Yes, that's right.、Uh, the NMAS has been quite busy. I think a lot of stuff happening on Shenzhen Way right now.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's added about seventy-five tons of gold year to date, with most of that buying coming the, during the first half.、Mm-hmm. And it is the third largest buyer, like you said, behind China and Poland.、Mm-hmm. I think this continues to underscore the importance of gold for central banks who value it for diversification, protection, and liquidity.、Mm-hmm. And the growth in Singapore's gold reserves means that our currency and our economy have an extra layer of protection against the unknown. Okay, okay, but was that the overall trend for global central banks as well? I mean, was there robust central bank demand in Q3? Suffice it to say, central banks have been the star of the show in、mm-hmm. the gold market for the past two years, actually.、Mm-hmm. So last year was the single highest、uh, level of gold buying from central banks in history,、mm-hmm. and this year so far the trend has continued.、Mm-hmm. Q3 saw 333 tons of gold bought by central banks,、okay. bringing the year-to-date total to 800. So. To give you a context,、um, this is now comfortably above the full-year purchase levels from central banks、mm. um, among the entire decade last decade, except for last year's record-breaking level.、Mm. What makes you know gold so attractive for central banks? Well, you know, I think the multiplying complexities of the global situation we're in are driving central bank demand.、Um, mm-hmm. You know, wars, pandemics, sanctions, great power rivalries—they're all factors that these central banks are considering. 
Um, unfortunately, for a lot of investors, a new wor- a new word has invent has um, entered our vocabulary, which is polycrisis, meaning mm-hmm. several different destructive events at the same time. And the world is moving toward greater uncertainty, unfortunately. And I think central banks are turning to gold as the ultimate refuge. Mm-hmm. I mean, taking stock and looking ahead, are central banks on course for another colossal year of buying? I mean, what are the factors that are contributing to this outlook? So I'd say, first of all, we have the changing interest rate environment right now. The mm-hmm. Fed might be um, at the end of its tightening cycle. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to bring some uh, tailwinds for gold. But also... The, the Middle East conflict, this, this new bloody conflict that has emerged in that region with the potential to spread, that's also been another factor for central banks and other investors to consider. Last year was a record-breaking year, but this year we are on course to at least approach last year's level, if not potentially exceed. Mm, okay, okay. And across the world, according to the latest report, investment demand for gold rose 56% year-on-year. But Shakai, despite the increase, it was weak compared to the five-year average. Why was that? You're right. Uh, Investment demand was up significantly year on year, but that's largely because of the base effect from a pretty dismal Q3 2022. Mm -hmm. So investment demand declined in a lot of major markets because bar and coin demand slowed, mostly in the West, although it was offset by growth in India, China and Turkey. Gold ETFs also saw outflows, um, mostly because of the higher rate environment that investors have been weighing. But given its increase, nevertheless, will investment demand continue to rise given the current financial factors we're seeing right now? Yeah, you know, I think those factors I mentioned before, there's this tragic new conflict in the Middle East, um, and also the end or potential end of Fed tightening. I think those are all potential tailwinds for gold, Mm -hmm. uh, which might impact the gold price in Q4. Mm, okay. Okay. What about in terms of you know global gold ETFs? How did gold ETFs fare in Q3? Gold ETFs saw 139 tons of outflows in Q3, mm. which continued a, a multi-quarter trend of outflows. Mm-hmm. And I think that these outflows are mostly coming from ETFs listed in the West, whereas Asian ETFs haven't seen quite the same pattern. Um, again, you know that rising rate environment, a very strong U.S. dollar. Those have all been factors that have made some investors move away from gold in the past. But now that the tightening cycle is over, um, we'll have to see how investors change their behavior. Based on the findings of the report, was there anything else that took you by surprise? Well, you know, despite the fact that I'm global head of central banks, the World Gold Council, I'd say that the continuing strength of central bank buying has been pretty surprising. Oh, really? We actually had to revise... Yeah, we had to revise some old estimates upwards okay. because central banks appear to be buying more gold than we previously thought. Mm-hmm. And of course, central banks are making decisions based on their country's individual needs and circumstances. But we're now on course to meet or potentially exceed last year's record-breaking buying level, which would be quite an astounding achievement. Mm. What would that signal then? Well, you know, I, I think it would signal, A, you know, that investors are moving past the narrative of continued rising interest rates, and at mm-hmm. least r- rates might stabilize now, but although stabilize at a higher level. Unfortunately, though, I think it also indicates that the world is moving toward greater uncertainty, which mm-hmm. is why many central banks, I believe, are turning to gold. Okay. Um, there's new conflict in the Middle East, potential for more conflicts elsewhere. I think that's part of the factors that central banks are considering. Mm-hmm. I also have another question here. Region-wise, was there you know, a particular region or a country that saw heavy investment in or heavy buying of gold? 
So apart from central bank buying um, at the consumer level, we saw some pretty strong demand in China mm. um, this quarter. China, I think, has been reacting to, I guess, increasing great power, great power rivalry between it and the U.S., mm-hmm. which is, I think, making some Chinese consumers think about how to um, seek downside protection in that case. So there was some strong demand in China mm, in I Q3. See. I see. Looking ahead then, Xiao Kai, what factors could bring additional upside for gold demand? So, um, again, the, the Fed pausing its rate cycle right now, mm-hmm. I think that has led to people to think that maybe interest rates are not going to, con- are not going to rise beyond this level. Mm-hmm. We saw some relatively weak U.S. economic data come just last week. So that adds more, um, more evidence to, to the end of rate tightening by the Fed. And whether or not the Middle East conflict escalates, broadens to other players in the region, I think that's another factor for investors to consider, too. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Shaokai, for your time and your insights today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We've been speaking with Shaokai Fan, who is the head of Asia-Pacific, excluding China, and global head of central banks at World Gold Council. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play. And that's a wrap for today's episode. But before I go, I've got something special to share with all of you. If you're into deep dives on thought-provoking topics and engaging conversations, do tune in to Chua Tien Tien's award-winning podcast, Under the Radar. It is a B2B segment focused on how a company assesses its business environment and how the firm finally performs financially. So please listen and follow our podcasts on the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Lin Li Fu and you're listening to Money FM 89.3.